What up, my fellow Knicks fans? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease, and don't panic quite yet. Now, before I get to my quick hits, I'd like to put you on to a mega list of just movies, documentaries, just a little something to get you through this boring-ass quarantine. So go ahead and check out the link in the description. Now, it looks like the NBA is in serious talks of getting the season started back up again. It's looking like it's going to take place in one site, but nothing's finalized yet. But to my fellow Knicks fans, don't be surprised if we eventually don't make it to the either Orlando or Vegas site where they're going to host these games because they're in talks of having at least a three-week training program to get the players back into shape. And eventually, they're going to have to try to hurry this up. And it may be a good possibility that they're going to have the seven seeds in each conference all the way up to the 10 seeds kind of play for a playoff spot so if you're below the 10th seed in each conference you're eventually not gonna have an extended season so the Knicks right now are in 12th place so their season will eventually just come to an end now this is very unfortunate because we don't get to see guys like RJ Barrett finish off the season we don't know what's going on with Alonzo Trier as he's gonna be going on to be a free agent and most importantly we don't get to see the continuation of the development of Mitchell Robinson especially due to the fact that the time is approaching to kind of give Mitchell Robinson a full extension a real extension that way he don't have to hit the market where we have to match his value and potentially lose him by next summer because if he plays out his contract leading up to the 2022 season he'll be able to hit the market as an unrestricted free agent and if we end up losing the last bit of this season it's just time lost that we could have just did experimental lineups give Mitchell Robinson more minutes to see what he's about this is where young players really develop and this will be lost time to just evaluate the player so it'll be great to get a grip on Mitchell Robinson and not let him hit the unrestricted free agency market where we could end up getting Jeremy Lind where another team is just going to give him a ridiculous offer that we may have to refuse. Now we're going to move on to Leon Rose and boy Leon Rose has been on the move boy. Last time he hired Brock Aller, that's an executive out of Cleveland. This guy is one of these cap salary nerds. Now if you remember when LeBron first went to Cleveland, they had to reshape the cap structure. They traded for J.R. Smith. They gave large contracts to a bunch of players and they were able to switch out the team that last year that LeBron was in Cleveland. So you asked how the hell was all that possible, especially with all that cap that they were that they were using. But like I said, they had a, a little analytical cap salary genius, and that's the person that Leon Rose went after. Now, he also hired Frank Zanin, an assistant GM out of OKC. Of course, we all know OKC is very good at scouting. This guy also did the same thing at OKC. And we've seen through the years that OKC drafted really well. Of course, they drafted James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. But they also put good pieces around them, guys like Steven Adams, even Reggie Jackson, the point guard out of Detroit. They had him. You know, they've actually shown that they have a good eye for talent. They even got Shy Alexander in that trade with the Clippers. And they're supposed to be in rebuilding mode right now, but they're actually a very good contending playoff team. So it was great that Leon Rose was able to pull one of the executives out of that team out in OKC. Now, Leon Rose was also able to hire Walt Perriman out of the Utah Jazz, another executive's 19 years experience during his Tenure, he was a scout for the Utah Jazz and he was an assistant GM. Now, keep in mind, the Jazz, for the, over the 20 years that he was there, was very competitive leading up to the Jordan years. And they also, after the Carmelone and Stockton years, they were able to get Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer and remain competitive. So they had good drafting and they pretty much remained consistent. And Walt Perriman was definitely part of that. And let's not forget, they also scouted Andre Karolinko, aka AK 47. One of the better European players to come out of the NBA in the last 20 years. Let's not forget him. He was a beast. That was a hell of a scout right there. 
So not a bad start for Leon Rose on paper. We got two assistant GMs with major scouting history and team success. And we also have a salary cap guru that can help us navigate the salary cap, especially in a time like this, where you know the league is going to restructure the salary caps. So there's going to be a lot of advantages and opportunities that's going to come up. And we need a guy that knows that shit in and out like Brock Aller. Now, speaking of the salary cap, because of this pandemic, we all know the NBA is going to project next year's salary cap to be a lot lower than what it is now. And it's going to present a lot of different opportunities. It's going to be an advantage for some teams and a disadvantage for others. Now, in the last collective bargaining agreement, the amnesty clause came into play. It allowed teams to waive one player that they overpaid, maybe not living up to the contract and then not affect their salary cap. And it seems like the Players Association is gonna have to renegotiate with the league for a new CBA to adjust to this pandemic and they may actually reintroduce the amnesty clause. Now there's a lot of players right now in bad contracts and it may present opportunity for us to fill in some of the gaps that we have in our rosters by signing players for a minimum while other teams cover the rest of their salaries. Now we could look at guys like Mike Connolly, Whiteside, Evan Turner, Nicholas Batum, Kevin Love, Andrew Wiggins, CP3, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. I'm not necessarily saying we get these guys. I'm saying these are the type of guys that potentially could be amnestied. Guys like DeRozan, Will Barton, Steven Adams, Blake Griffin, Gordon Haywood. These are the types of players that all of a sudden could become available if the collective bargaining agreement reopens up that amnesty clause. So this is just something to think about. But what can I say for sure is that the Players Association are going to have to renegotiate a deal with the league because that salary cap is not going to be the same, especially with no fans in the stands. It's going to be less money being made. With that said, during this time period, with all this time off, of course, the most interesting NBA owner continues to go on different podcasts and talk about some of the inner workings around the league. And he spoke about how quickly the Kristaps Porzingis trade transpired. Let me just say this. Us Knicks fans have always wondered how long exactly did Steve Mills shop around KP? And Mark Cuban is going to give you some insight on sometimes how some teams get one-time offers and players are not really shopped around like that. And this speaks volumes to Steve Mills because a lot of us Knicks fans believe that we didn't get the equal value for KP. Trade was put in front of you that you were going to have to give up what you were going to give up to get Porzingis. How stunned were you? Um, very. <laughs> you know, but, it, I, <laughs> but it, it happens in the NBA, right? It's like the James Harden trade. Like James Harden gets traded from OKC to the Rockets. And I'm like, damn, why didn't we even get that offer to us? You know, because we, we weren't in the mix. Nobody was. And it was just like one phone call and, you know, the Rockets said yes. And this was our phone call because what happens in the NBA, it happens all the time. You know, general managers talk and they'll say, well, you know, go down the roster. Who do you like? And pick any superstar on any team. Yeah, if you ever decide to trade him, no, we're not trading him. If you ever decide to trade him, no, we're not trading him. And then one day they change their mind for whatever reason. And that's what happened. So you guys, you know, there were, it was just a, a ring back phone call, you know, Porzingis. Was, I mean, that was it. It was no in-depth, yep. long discussions about KP. I mean, it, we'd already had the, those conversations before. Remember, gotcha. the GMs talk all the time. It was yeah. always, okay, you know, we're willing to do this, this, and this. If you ever want to give them up, no, we're not going to give them up. Just like we used to get calls about Dirk all the time. Hey, if you guys will trade Dirk, we'll give you A, B, and C, and D, E, and F. Well, I know we're not trading Dirk ever. Well, if you ever do, and in this particular case, they changed their mind. Did you did did you think that 
Porzingis was like a disgruntled superstar or that the Knicks wanted to part ways? I have no idea. I didn't ask, you know, the, you know, every team has their own reasons. You know, we, we let Steve Nash walk and it was the dumbest thing I've ever done, you know? And at that point in time, I was getting medical advice saying his back may not make it. Obviously that advice was wrong, you know? And so we made the decision based off the information we had and the Knicks, you know, had their judgment and, and were trying to do what they wanted to do. And, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Now that's interesting how the Mavericks were interested in James Harden, but never really even got into the mix. And as we all can suspect, it's pretty much the same thing that played out with KP. We don't think that Steve Mills really communicated that KP was on the block like that to a lot of other teams. This is a gap that now the Knicks should be able to fill with Leon Rose. Leon Rose seems to have great relationships with everyone around the league, from players to personnel to even GMs. And in my opinion, Steve Mills, this was an area that he was lacking in because we see in his relationship with the players, KP, Derrick Rose saying that he didn't trust Steve Mills. And I don't think Steve Mills, how desperate he was to get rid of KP and what we got back. I don't think he had the relationships throughout the league like that to be making deals. And Steve Mills numerous times have gotten finessed over players. That trade that he made up in Toronto, where we got Andre Bagnani, that was a ripoff. He's gotten ripped off quite a few times. And Massage Ujiri even bragged about ripping off Steve Mills quite a few times. But it is what it is. It's all in the past. Prayers up for you and your family. And guys, keep Patrick Ewing in your prayers. He came down with COVID-19. And until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.